to the VoiceOver Roundtable. I'm Mike Tobin. And I'm Emma O'Neill. Every week, we get together to talk about all things VoiceOver with a special focus on community. Bringing you in-depth interviews, roundtable discussions, special performance events, and industry-leading guests. Let's get started. This is the VoiceOver Roundtable. This is all you. Oh, yeah. this part is me. Yeah, this part's you. You'd think we you'd think we'd done this before. <laughs> like you we're I'm new. Like, I'm like, we're 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 to- Are we making a good impression yet, people? <laughs> All right, let's do this thing. Take um, two. Go. As as a momager, and I gotta make sure I say that very emphatically because that's that's a serious role. For as a momager for her daughter in the early two thousands, uh, our guest learned the ropes of the entertainment industry in her local Washington DC and surrounding areas. And along the way, she learned so much from the experiences of her daughter working on camera and doing voiceover and became very aware of the traps of representation and the business in general. Uh, when her daughter was older, she decided to create an agency built around fairness for talent, free from the traps she and her daughter had experienced. Impressive Talent was created in 2017 and represents not only voice talent, but also actors, models, hosts, and spokespeople, event crew, as well as entertainers and DJs. The agency continues to grow with each year in business, all while maintaining its focus on the fair treatment of talent. She is a strong voice for fair rates, proper terms, and transparent business practices. Please welcome to the VoiceOver Roundtable, the founder of Impressive Talent, Lisa Ristow. Woohoo! Nice job. Uh huh. <laughs> you like it? You like it? We like to call it the I don't treatment. See that. <laughs> <sighs> hey, Lisa. Hey, welcome to the show. Doing, Mike? I'm doing well, other than tripping out of the starting gate, but we're doing okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I kind of liked it. <laughs> keeping it real. Keeping it real. This is a li- live like, show, if anybody ever doubted it. Exactly. It's like right. Dean and Jerry. You know, it depends on who, the night on who's Dean and who's Jerry. Yeah. So. We, yeah. we usually, like, we switch it around. And I think the last <laughs> few weeks, Emma has been leading off the intros. And yeah. I guess we just got, like, locked in that pattern. And I'm like, okay, I'll do my little spiel at the beginning. And Emma will start. And I'm, like, waiting. Waiting, waiting. <laughs> Whoops! That's I'm, yeah. That's my my yeah. Welcome to the show, Lisa. It's lovely to have you. His puppy Thank in the you. background. Glad to be here. <laughs> yes. Oh, I, I have a puppy. Just you know, and a regular dog. <laughs> I've had a regular dog. Yes, she has a new puppy who's terrorizing the regular dog. Yes. Yes. But uh, I want I want to begin here. Um, I know there's a writer's strike. Um, starting today but my gosh i haven't been able to come up for air i've been swamped so that's good (laughs) well you were saying earlier that you didn't you weren't thinking that it was going to really affect commercial and other it was going to be more tv writing and things so we'll see yeah yeah let's see what happens Cool. Well, thank you so much for taking time to be with us and with our audience tonight. Um, and I'm just going to get right into it because we always ask our guests, or often, and it's been a regular thing, which I really enjoy, um, yeah. we often ask our guests about their origin story and how they got started in the business. And I mean, we talked about it a bit in your bio, but at what point, and more specifically, how did you decide, okay, it's time to start an agency of my own? <laughs> 
after uh, I had my daughter leave the manager, in the state of Maryland, a manager and an agent is technically the same thing that's defined by the Maryland Department of Labor. Okay. Um, you know, we I left them because my daughter was only doing voiceover, and the stuff they sent us, we had already found, so it was kind of pointless in being there. And, of course, they wanted a commission on things we booked, whether they were involved or not. So, so we nicely left, you know, no hard feelings. And I kept saying, you know, one day I'm going to open the, an agency the right way where nobody pays on people just for representation. And I thought about it for a few years, and suddenly, one day the words impressive talent came to me. I'm like, hey, that's kind of a neat name. So I went on GoDaddy, and it was available. I'm like, let's do it. At that point, I had been um, doing IT recruiting for over 12 years because I started when my daughter was like two because I, I got had to leave my job because there was no daycare. Everyone had babies when mine was born. And um, I uh, said, let's, you know, let's, let's see how this goes. It was a uh, trial and, and each year it's been better and better. So I, I, I guess I'm doing something right. Excellent. I love it. Absolutely. And um, one of the things I, I know, Lisa, you pride yourself and your agency on is, is a really strong vetting process. It's not just, uh, you know, not just anybody getting on board. And to, to make sure not only that you have good talent, but the talent are uh, equipped and trained and well prepared to compete in, in the voiceover world. So maybe we could talk a bit about... Um, what most voice actors know to be one of the keys to landing representation, and that's a strong demo. But Absolutely. for for you, what what makes a good one that you know gets someone onto your your radar or potentially gets someone onto the impressive roster? I want to see that the talent put the time and effort to learn about voiceover and to coach and to mm. coach with um, reputable coaches mm -hmm. uh, I want to know that they you know, they say they, they you know, potentially attended functions and and when I play their their demo you know it, it should be more than words with background music it should be produced it should be one of a kind it should be unique scripts it should be a range of their voice mm -hmm. and uh you know, ever since COVID hit, everyone thinks they can be a voice talent. And <laughs> <laughs> it's true. My girlfriend says my voice is hot. How do I become a voice talent? Oh. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's more than just the demo. I expect the demo to be great because I want great demos on my site. Mm -hmm. right. Are all of them right now? Mm, most of them. Uh, <laughs> and I'm not going to throw people off when they're already here. But there are some I say you really need to have a better demo. Okay. And what but about I, what about um, like self-produced demos? Like professionally produced demos, they're a significant investment, right? Which and they're, if you know you're working with the right people, you're pay, you're you're getting value for money. But what are your thoughts on self-produced demos or compilation demos of actual booked work? Well, self-produced, if if you're that good at it, I have no problem with it at all. Um, if you're just uh, trying to wing it on your own, usually you can tell if, if you don't really have that much experience. Right. 
Yeah. Mike, I feel like I interrupted you. No, it's just, you know, we can stay on the, on the topic of, uh, of the demos. Um, I mean, Lisa, you, you mentioned uh, uh, showing range. Uh, you mentioned fully produced, which obviously, you know, for, for anyone who's not familiar with uh, that term and what it means, we're, we're talking about, you know, with, with sound effects and music beds and sound beds and things layered in professionally so that everything is cohesive together. And ultimately, I think it's so that it sounds like real spots, right? Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, I got a talent who wants me to see his movie audition. I'm telling him I can't do it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> never stops working. It does not ever stop. That It does not. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's all ranges of producers or people who say they're producers. <laughs> and... Um, I think no matter where you're at, if you even just go to someone who you know is a reputable demo producer site and listen to what they have and then compare it to someone else, you'll hear the difference. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they should be unique, one of the kind. Uh, ideally, they should be somewhat entertaining. I mean, who wants to listen to you ramble on about you know, buying, uh, I don't know, Pepto-Bismol, you know, I mean, <laughs> it, it's got to be, uh, it's a product that needs to be sold. In a pinch, know? it can really help. I <laughs> <laughs> well, believe me, my daughter took some, she's got the stomach bug right now. Ugh, <laughs> oh no. Well, we hope she's feeling better soon. Hopefully. Uh, so yeah, I think that People get uh, roped in sometimes to demo production because they think it's a good deal. Mm. Right. But mm -hmm. unfortunately, sometimes the deal you're getting, you get what you pay for. But not to say there aren't the same equivalent people out there charging a higher, ra higher rate and right. you're still not getting anything fantastic. So do your research. Yeah. Okay. So what what does that what does that look like? Let's say I'm I'm talent and I'm out looking to uh, find someone to produce my first commercial demo because uh, first demo versus demo later in career is different. We've oh, talked yeah. about that a few times before. <laughs> but let's say I'm 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 I've fired up the Google later and uh, I'm ready to look for someone. What what are some some things I watch out for and how much money should I be should I be spending and uh, you know how do I know if somebody is reputable? Well, first thing you do is you got to find a coach because you don't make a demo until you coach. Aha. We all know that. Right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, I got coaching. I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> there's social media, there's research online. Look things up, check out reviews, um, mm -hmm. do your research. There, uh, there's, there's all sorts of people out there who can help you have a competitive demo versus having a this is my voice demo <laughs> um, yeah. yeah yeah that makes sense yeah yeah so let, let's let's um i don't know if i'm supposed to dive into this yet but uh should we can to dive into a homemade demo homemade demos sure um, yeah so when people frequently send me their homemade demos, being they pull spots that they've booked, 
Right, because yeah, we were going to ask about compilation demos. Perfect. Yeah. Good. Yes. 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 Yeah. Typically, in most cases, I'll be listening to them, and they might say, "Ah, oh, you know, Coca Cola, you know, have a Coke and a smile." You know what that is. And then in the next spot could be something else. I'll say. Then we went there, and we had cancer, and we got the treatment, and everything was great. And we're so glad we went there. And then it goes on to something else. Mm -hmm. And I say, that spot for the cancer, what were you advertising? Oh, St. Jude or something. I said, well, you didn't say the brand. Oh, well, I didn't voice that in the spot. I said, well, then it's not a commercial. <laughs> I was at a commercial when I don't know the brand. Right. And also, they just don't have range. The right professional coaches provide range for you. They have unique scripts that they discuss with you to find out what, you know, what, what kind of script you want. They don't just hand you 50 copies and say, pick, pick, record five of these. And, uh, they, the, the, the right demo producer slash coach they uh, they help you showcase the best of what you've got. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, this kind of piggybacks off. We had Tom Pinto on last week, and he was talking about similar things. And he was saying, at this point in his career, most of his you know demos are actual produced work that he's done. But I mean, the, the man's been voicing for four decades. So, but he still has other spots that have been added in if it's if there's a if there's a, a genre or a sound that isn't represented in what he wants to represent he'll still or he wants to to show he'll still have someone a professional producer um work with him on that so it, it is your demo is all about showing your range and so many times i think we've talked about this before so many times stuff that has been actually aired isn't necessarily the best thing that you've done. It's what mm. the client wanted, but it isn't yeah. necessarily your best performance. So that's or some or sometimes even n not necessarily that well produced either. Very true. I was actually on with a client today for whatever reason. I have been working in Germany all week with mm. different clients in Germany. Thank you, Germany. Well, <laughs> another one tomorrow, ten a.m. Ten a.m. Um, there you go. And the guy that I was working with today was talking about how when we first connected on LinkedIn, he had gone on to like my YouTube or something and was listening to different spots and selected a bunch of spots and balanced all of them and sent them back to me as a demo. Because oh, he was wow. like, they're, they're all at different levels. Like this is like, this is obviously radio. This is obviously TV. This is obviously no one cared. Like <laughs> kind of thing. That's true. And Cause the, the, the loudness standards are different for each medium. Right. Yeah. Which I thought was really cool. So he mm -hmm. was, and it's, it is really true. So if you're trying to put spots on that have been aired because you really like the spot and you think that it does represent something like, you know, the best of, of what you can do, make sure that it matches the rest of the demo. Yeah, and, and if if you have the audio chops, as we'll say, to do that, great. But if you don't, you know, just reach out to maybe somebody local. Maybe there's a local audio producer mm -hmm. in a studio nearby that can, you know, for them to cobble together, you know, five or six pieces and to make sure that they're, you know, that they're at the same level, that's not a big job for them. So 
it could be potentially a, a way to do something. Yep. Mm. I think that also leads to your next point. Hmm. Yeah, it takes it takes more than a good demo to secure representation. And Lisa, you alluded to this before because you have a lot of questions that you want to ask. You have a lot of things that you want to know. And, you know, for somebody to be successful in this business, there's more than more to it than just a good demo. So how important a role do you think that you mentioned coaching plays for voice actors and mm -hmm. how should talent go about making sure they're where they need to be with their craft, like on an ongoing basis? Yeah, uh, coaching is always good. I mean, the best of the best continue to coach. I, I remember I had one talent on my roster who he, they eventually left and I was talking about something and they said, oh, well, I, don't, I don't need to coach. Okay. I, I, mm. I'm, I'm there. Well, they never booked with me. Uh, and the problem is there, you know, as you guys know, there's, <clears throat> there's trends. Like when COVID hit, in the pathetic, you know, in these Together, times. Together, in these times. Oh, I hated those. <laughs> for 20 years, you've been there for us now, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> now more than ever. Oh, there it is. The yeah, COVID. That so, yeah, that was a big, huge change. And, you know, when those kept rolling in, finally we got, I, I think, a, a cute character uh, commercial I'm like oh thank goodness this one's fun <laughs> 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 yeah so the trends are always changing yeah life is changing with social media out there you never know what's what people say whatever so yes unprecedented uh, you know, yes yeah so you never know which direction to go and that's that's the, the you know what when, when one of my daughter's coaches wrote uh, her scripts, I was like, I don't even know what that means. He goes, that's because you're old, Mom. <laughs> it's like, okay. But, you know, she, she books right off the demo. People say, I want you to sound like this off the demo. That's what you want. You want to make it people listen to your whole demo because it's entertaining and then they hear a certain sound, because they shouldn't all sound alike, and they say, hey, you know that? We, we want you to sound just like that. And half the credit for that goes to the coach or the script writer to come up to have something that was perfect matching. They get to know you. They're not just saying, read the Jello script. They get to know who you are. You say, you, you know, however it works with that coach. And to me, that's, that's, that's the person you want to work with. Someone who then helps create this thing to where you're getting hits and bookings. Okay. And no? besides <laughs> coaching, and, no, this is great. Besides demos and coaching, is there anything else you feel talent should really focus on to be competitive in today's voiceover landscape? And then I've got a ton of questions from the chat, which is awesome about yeah, everything yeah. That we're well, talking about. Yeah, well, you need about. to know how to edit, you know. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Mm. You know, you, you, you need to, you know, I know there's, there's a few people out there uh, who, you know, I, I, I converse with. I know there's others. But you've got to know, you've got to record in your own home studio, and you've got to know how to manipulate your own data. You, know, yes. you can't rely yeah. on walking into the studio down the street, because you've got to do it on your own. Yeah. So. 
you got to know your gear, know your space, be able to record, edit, master. I mean, master. Finish. We'll say finish the audio so that it sounds decent, sound, good levels and things like that. Yep. But but these are all skills that, that can be acquired, people. It's, you know, <laughs> I have a great voice. Hire me. Mm, okay. <laughs> I remember just just a, on a personal note. I remember when the first agency that I signed with a million years ago <laughs> was they were like so home studio. I was like, uh, no, 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 I'm good. I'll just go into the studio. Like I was, I pushed so hard to not have to do it because I literally think I'm going to blow the world up when it comes to computers if I press the wrong button. Mike knows. I was like, Mike, you come do it. Come close <laughs> a few times. I tell you, Thanks. come close. So I was, I was so because I was literally, I was kind of. I entered into the voiceover world when home studios were not necessary for union or non-union. Like everybody was going into studio. So yeah. it's like, and, I don't want to learn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, Lisa, we've, we've been talking a bit about the, the whole COVID thing. I mean, that was, that time period was a game changer for a lot of people. And, and sort of to what Emma's speaking about, um, people who lived in a major market, like here in Canada and Toronto, uh, or in New York, or in LA, or in Chicago, and, and you know, even big cities, many people were very used to going into studios, not only just for the jobs, but for auditions and things like that. And so all of a sudden, everything locked down. Yeah, home studio, please. Yep. And it's like, what? And, you know, on my end, it was weird because... I'm in Ottawa, which is our nation's capital, but a, a smaller city compared to the giant gravitational pull that is Toronto. Mm -hmm. And so I was trying to be competitive. And so I said, I'm going to set up a proper home studio with Source Connect and a great microphone and a great interface and get my sound dialed by a professional engineer and did all that. And you know when I did it? November of 2019. <laughs> TikTok, TikTok, so four months close. later, the world came crashing down. So, yeah, it's uh, now more than ever. Uh, that's not going to change back, folks. Um, sure, some people are still going into studio for a job here and there. Uh, I'm sometimes going in there's next live Tuesday. Audition. Yeah, isn't that so fun? weird? But it's the exception and not the rule anymore. Yeah. Completely. And so you gotta have good. You gotta have a good setup at home. It's gotta sound good, and you, that's it. That's all. That's yeah, it. That's well, all. Yeah, I, 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 I sent an email to everyone. I said, if you don't record from your studio, you need to now. And then right after that, Talon had a booking, and she was out of town. Had it with studio reserved. That morning, oh. boom, whoa, someone had COVID. There she it says, is. What do I do? Said you're in your hotel, right? Yeah, I said, make a pillow for it. Yep. <laughs> I can teach you. It's an art form. <laughs> I have the queen of the pillow fort. I can teach you. It is, it is an art form for sure. Um, I just want question? to jump into the chat for a sec yeah. because Pedro is a sound director and he just he's just um, talking about this. He says, great point as a sound director at our studio. We get a lot of requests for, from VO talent to build their demos and usually simpler and quicker jobs like loudness matching for their spots. It helps VO talent to get um, a lot to get their audio material all compact and in your face. It's true. Like if it all sounds balanced, it makes a world of difference. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 Absolutely. Yep. So I'm going to scroll from the chat, chat, chat. Yeah, I'm going to scroll up. 
So I think Ryan had the first one. Do you want to take that one, Mike? They see you scrolling. Because we can always count on Ryan, because he's no Uh So which which question uh, question for all all three of you is that the yeah. one? Or, yeah. Okay, that's his first one. Yep. Um, can you share? Well, it's more going to be for for Lisa. Um, can you share some of the pitfalls, red flags that you experience or have experienced with representation? You mean representing people in general? Um, well, I think maybe, m maybe from, from your early years, uh, as you know, managing your, your daughter, I think, because we oh, kind sure. of alluded to that a bit in the, in the beginning, what, you know, what were those things that were the, the scary ickies that, that made you go, oh, I've got to do things differently. Oh, mainly two things. Number one, they wanted me to pay them for them to promise me lies about making my kid a star. You shouldn't have to pay for representation. And number two, exclusivity. I am very anti-exclusive. I, you know, mm. I, 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 I don't feel it's right for me to say, oh, you're with me. You can't be with anybody else or even anybody else in my state because... I, I'm a selfish, greedy pig. I don't do that. <laughs> Welcome to Honesty you know, by Lisa. Yeah, because we, you know, we, we, I don't do just do voiceover. I mean, we do on camera, but on camera it has been slow and it may end up going slower. But um, I encourage my talent to have multiple agents as long as they're not exclusive and they don't really overlap. So, mm -hmm. yeah. But that's oh. it, you know. It, uh, people wanting to take your money, thousands of dollars, telling my two-year-old, "Well, make your kid a star. We'll pay yeah. you." I got thirty-five hundred dollars, and you know what's weird? Six months later, after that, that guy tried that, I saw on the news someone apparently had gotten taken, and they went and shot that guy in the middle of the night and killed him. Oh my! Whoa! Well, let's hope that doesn't happen again. Well, yeah, I, I don't take advantage of people, so. <laughs> I think especially in, in that um, arena of, of talent and things like that with, with ch child talent, because the parents mm -hmm. are involved in everything, there seems to be a lot of that predatory uh, behavior when it comes to trying to trick people and get their money. It, oh, it seems like we've been hearing about that for decades. Yep. Well. Very cool. I'm going to take another question. It's from Carolyn. Um, and wondering if agents represent both unionized and non-unionized talent. Some do, some don't. Lisa, do you represent both or just non-union? I represent both. I prefer to represent talent who are of BICOR and non-union. Mm -hmm. for, for those who don't understand or don't know what that means, um, maybe this would be a good spot for an explanation because not everybody knows what FICOR means. That would be great. I'd love to know. Oh, me? Okay. Uh, FICOR <laughs> means <laughs> you join the union, but immediately after you send them a letter saying you wish to go financial core, which means you then can work any job, whether it's union or non-union. You end up giving up your SAG card, which you don't need anyway, because you log in to pay. You can't vote in SAG elections. Mm-hmm. You can't say you're a SAG talent, but you can say you're a union talent. Um, one other thing. You can't take SAG classes. Um, oh. There's, um, and interestingly, I, I, I called SAG about a month ago, just curious as to what it became to be a SAG signatory. And um, 
they told me, you know, it was technically you're opening your own franchise. Yeah. And I would have to have an umbrella under another one already existing here. So I called the guy and I said, well, why should I do this? Oh, because then you'll get more SAG after talent under you. Yeah, but the, um, for my on-camera people, most of those people work in union things or doing the background for $200 a day. I said, well, do you have a lot of people booking for you? He goes, well, I get a lot of calls. I'm like, oh, that doesn't answer my question. Yeah. <laughs> so in the end, I kept asking questions to them and to SAG after. And I said, I don't understand how I would benefit. They said, but they told me, so example, if indeed there is a SAG agent near either one of you or anybody, and I happen to book you on it and it's a union job and I'm a SAG signatory I don't get the commission it goes to your SAG signatory local to you so I would lose money so after I pieced that together I asked more questions and then SAG got mad at me and tired stopped answering my questions so it was not beneficial for me to become a SAG signatory and to throw a little loop into that SAG signatories are not allowed, and no one is allowed to require talent to be union to submit for union jobs. SAG AFTRA has told me this directly. Because SAG AFTRA needs more members, they don't have enough people are turning FICOR left and right. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So, what's the fix? I think the union needs to revamp. They didn't really help their talent during the pandemic. Most of my union talent then did have to get a full-time job. So in the end, I do have some union talent, some sag after talent, who will work non-union and union. Hmm. Um, I'm not saying who. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh. But if they're like that, that's fine. But if you come to me and say, I only want to work union work, I can't take you on board. There's not enough yeah. to do. See that? And... And I think here in Canada, even though our, our union situations are, are very different from the United States, there are a lot of similarities with, with what you just laid out here. Mm -hmm. and, and that question of, well, if I want to be union, well, but there's not enough work apparently. And, and it's, um, it gets really challenging for talent to decide what to do. And exactly to what you're saying, it's not exclusive to the States. Uh, the, the, the dirty little secret that's not a secret is that there are plenty of union talent out there who are doing non-union jobs. Absolutely. And I, I, you know, get mad at me for saying it if you want, but don't shoot the messenger. Uh, and I, again, I'm not, I'm not naming names and you're not naming names, but it's, it's just, it's silly. I find that, that that goes on, but it, yet if you flip it on its head, uh, here in our in our situation in Canada, a, a non-union talent cannot audition for a union job. So how does that? Hmm. Anyways, well, you can because you can be permitted. So, like in Canada, you 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 can audition for a not uh, for a union job. Sure, but so that's well, how you get into the union in the first place is that you have yeah. to have three credits. Yeah. So, or you're coming in from SAG. So you get permitted into <laughs> yeah. it. It's yeah. they're very similar and very different, but it's yeah. there's a lot of work I think on both sides, whether it's actor or SAG-AFTRA, 
I mean, actor, sorry, yeah, they, I said them, I said it correctly. And then anyway, I think there's a lot of work <laughs> that needs to be done because at the end of the day, if you're supposed to be representing and protecting your talent, then your policies should be doing just that instead of going the opposite direction and actually preventing them from working. Mm. Right. So that doesn't make any sense to me. Um, <laughs> I have another question from Ryan, and it's just that I want to ask because it's in this realm. It's like of commissions and, and monies and stuff like that. Um, the B-B-D-B-D-B-D-B-D-B-D-B-D-B-D-B-D-B-D-B-D-B-D-B-D-B-D-B-D-B-D-B-D-B-D-B-D-B-D-B-D-B-D-B-D-B-D-B-D-B-
Yeah, it's more follow instructions. Uh, question, look, review your stuff. Who did you coach for? How do your demos sound? Compare them to some of the top producers and, and listen. Because sometimes that's what it takes. If, if I have someone who, who like a specifically an actor who wants to get into voiceover and they show me something they got made in a demo mill, I'll say, okay, here's yours. And here's this person's who this person produced. Do you see the difference? Oh. So that's mm -hmm. a big thing. Uh, for me, paid source connect. There's no budging on that. Must have a home studio. Must be flexible. And it, for me, if I see the talent, on, if I glance at their website, I see they do like 10 other things. That's a negative too. Yeah, I think this is where she's frustrated because she takes all of the boxes, like like yeah. super duper professional Emmy award winning voice actor, obviously Source Connects, uh, you know, uh, Studio Bricks, like the bells and whistles. So this is why, like, even when I found this out about this talent, I was like, I'm sorry, pardon? That doesn't make any no. sense. Now, Emma, you're, you know Michelle a little bit. So are we talking about just top tier agencies or even regionals and, and stuff like that? I'm pretty sure it's just, it's in general. Okay. Yeah. Um, I had a thought on this and I, I don't know if it's, it's helpful, but you know, there, there are people in the industry and we, we, we don't sell from the stage on the show. So we're not, we're not really going to name drop. I don't want to recommend one over another, but there are people who will do consults. Uh, you know, if you, you seek out one of the, you know, our, our industry ambassadors, I'll, I'll try and say that there are people Ooh, I who, like that. who have been in our industry long enough, who care enough about it that you can book, you know, 15 minutes of their time, uh, either for free or for very affordable and say, hey, this is this is the deal. This is what I'm up against. What gives? And sometimes maybe just a an extra set of eyes and ears, especially on the situation, might bring to light something that you weren't seeing. It's hard to, I'm, I don't know if that'll do it, but I, I really feel for Michelle. I'm like, let's go. <laughs> yeah, it's very strange. And speaking just in, with submission in general, how long does it typically take mm. for you to hear back from an agent? Who? Oh. Me? That's you. You're the agent in the room. Off you go. Have a good time. <laughs> it, 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 it depends. <laughs> you know, like today, I, could, I, 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 I couldn't keep up. And then I had something else I had to do aside from impressive talent today, which I luckily got done. And, um, and then I got a sick kid. So, you know, it's balancing everything out. And do we need, you know, some... There are agents out there who say... Oh, well, I already have three people who, who are just like you. Mm -hmm. you know? I, I don't like to do that because even if there's uh, three Emmas and they look exactly alike and sound exactly alike, they're all different people. And they all have their own different skills. Amen. You know? Emma, she can do creatures. So. Oh. <laughs> and I have proof. <laughs> <laughs> My. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's um I, I don't do it but in, in the end 
depending, you know, no matter how many people are on your roster, I don't want to be one of those where I nag you. You have to submit. You have to submit. You have to submit. I, I don't want to do that, and I don't need to do that because I'm not a double dipper. I, I, I'm not desperate, and I don't send things out late. You know me. I hit the button as soon as I get it. Yep. Um, so I think that... Um, get my thoughts together here. It's... You know, it, it's just a crazy situation, you know. In the end, how, how, how long does it take me to review talent? Mm -hmm. it, it, it all depends. Multiple factors. Yeah, that's fair because it'll be. It can be depending on time of year, etc. Et yeah, it could be anything. It could be I just don't need more talent right now. It, it it could be anything. It could be, you know, things aren't busy right now. It could be things are too busy right now. <laughs> True. Oh, I that's. I think there's a question there just to to be helpful, especially for newer talent. Are there particular times of year? to not submit <laughs> Christmas time, right? That it's just going to get lost in the ether. Like you've sent in this, you know, great, really, really brief, really succinct letter with, with your demo. And it's all fantastic, except you sent it at the right, wrong time of year, Christmas, any other times? Uh, I mean, well, the main thing is you don't ever want to call an agent. Believe me, that happens. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Nope. Okay, well, sure. let's let's flip the the question on its head, Lisa. When when would the when would you be most likely to be listening to talent new new talent demos and signing new people? What what when I just part opened of the my year? agency when I just opened it up <laughs> <laughs> in a calendar year, Lisa. In a calendar year, <laughs> no, I can't say that. You know, everything is different. Nothing is predictable. You know, okay. I got hassled by this client last night because I didn't have. I told them I had to turn my phone off because it was losing its charge. I said, "Why can't you available all night long? Don't you want this job? I mean, it's really low price. Not until you up your rate." <laughs> But I was polite about it. In the end, yes, we did book it. Triple D rate. <laughs> but there you go. And that, folks, is the agent's job. Get you that money. <laughs> Speaking of yeah, agents, but get, Casey, get you the right money, yeah. Yeah, exactly. for sure. Speaking of agents, um, Casey is in the audience, and she is also a voice talent and agent. Um, but she's saying that there are some agents that take commission for uh self self uh you know gotten work what the hell she's like yeah the word unscrupulous should be used instead of mr or mrs for these people uh <laughs> <laughs> but i can say um i will have talent so just say i got a talent named um trixie and trixie <laughs> trixie uh has a job and uh, she's having trouble pricing it out, or it's one of those where they need to have an agent because it's a SAG job. Because usually SAG jobs do need agents. Trixie will say, um, can, can I pass this to you and you handle it? Sure. Usually I say sure. Sometimes these are trouble clients. But on the other case, I have another talent, and she'll say, hey, I'm submitting for this. Um, if I get it, can we split the commission 50-50? Sure. But I don't require it. 
And if they pass it to me, I always reduce my commission because they didn't have to pass it to me. Mm -hmm. My commissions are 15% non-union, 10% union. If it pays plus, sometimes the job will pay plus 10 to plus 15 or plus 20%. If the job pays whatever plus 20%, I pay the talent full amount and a quarter of that commission because I only take 15%. Wow. Unlike the double dippers who hide the agent fee and then still pull out of the base. <laughs> They're evil. But it's a really common <laughs> practice. Yeah. But it's, it's inappropriate. It's an old-fashioned, they got away with it practice, which shouldn't exist anymore. Right. Hmm. You know, and if you, if you get auditions from the same, the same project from four agents... Look to see who left the agency on there and who didn't. Mm -hmm. That'll mm -hmm. tell you. It happens. Yeah, yeah. It happens. Uh, we Ooh. have a question from Kathleen Powell, which is great. So if you don't hear back from an agent, how long should you wait before you try and contact them again? I don't Tomorrow. Know. <laughs> no. Believe me, there's people who say, did you not read my email? <laughs> I don't have time what? to read your email. <laughs> I mean, I think what people don't think, don't realize is we're not just sitting there opening emails all the time. We're, we're dealing with jobs from start to finish. We're dealing with talent uh, availability, talent uh, communication, trying to get new work and um, paying talent, uh, getting money in for talent and balancing all of it out to make the business better. I mean, personally, that's what I try to do. I'm convinced nobody knows we exist, so I try to get our name out there in creative <laughs> ways. I don't expect it to just roll through the door without any effort. Right. To, to put some perspective to kind of Kathleen's question, it's funny because in the chat right above Kathleen's question, there was a comment from Casey saying, within three weeks of opening my agency, I had over 500 new talent submissions. And Lisa, yeah. I'm sure you probably experienced the same thing. Like, your inbox is probably flooded with submissions constantly. And Casey's in a conference with pr two producers at the moment while she's on Clubhouse listening to us. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, they're always rolling in. And some of them are quality submissions of whatever may be. And one guy, he keeps sending me these letters in the mail. <laughs> and then he finally texted me. I said, you need to follow the instructions on the website. I, you know, wow. he's, he's sending me postcards, letters. Postcards? That's kind of fun, though. Well, it's kind of don't don't listen to me. I'm being, don't, that, that was Yeah, fun. we're being. Don't we're being. be. No. <laughs> <laughs> do not, do not take that to heart. I was, Postcards I mean, I are good. Postcards because, are good to say thank you. Yes. So yeah. we'll, we'll agree on that one. <laughs> Okay, let's do another question. Okay. <laughs> I think that first we should do the mid-show reminder. Yeah, absolutely. Um, folks, if you joined us partway through this evening's show, this is the VoiceOver Roundtable here on Clubhouse every Tuesday evening at 7.30 p.m. Eastern, 4.30 Pacific. We're talking about all things VoiceOver with a, special vo uh, with a special focus on you, our VoiceOver community, bringing you roundtable discussions, special events, and industry-leading guests. And tonight, our special guest is agent and agency founder of Impressive Talent, Lisa Ristow. 
Lisa, 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 Lisa. More questions for Lisa. Absolutely. <laughs> or do you want to let, we'll let you go to your inbox and try and sort through the 5,000 talent submissions. <laughs> now I'm looking at a voiceover job right now. There it is. Oh, no, I don't like all the usage for the rate. We've got a couple of new questions. Yeah. One from Carolyn. Are there fairly standard rates, or are these generally negotiated by the agent based on the talent requested? Oh. It depends. It depends on how the job comes in, the source of it. I do do a lot of casting here. I've converted my agency to do more casting. And if I can bid on it, I try to bid it to be a fair rate. I turn down a lot of jobs that come in low. Um, like that, like the Bob Evans job I sent out, where I yes. said I was checking to see the use was going to run in half the United States and they wanted to pay a talent $1,000. Nope. Well, my talent had submitted. I turned it in. I said, wait a minute. You can't, have, you can't run this ad for, for $1,000 in half the country. They came back and said, well, which of your talent will do it for a thousand? Mm. I said, none. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I wasted my talent's time. Mm. So, yeah. Carolyn, there are two, there are kind of standard, like if you look at the, the GVAA rate guide, it's a really great um, reference point to see kind of ranges of what mm -hmm. is pretty average for what, um, what the, the job is. And it'll list the usage and the the time, like the, the media buy. So how long it's going to be aired for, if it's public facing, if it's paid broadcast, like so if it's on television or radio or digital, if it's non-paid, what a buyout would be. And a buyout means that it's like that they decide like a web buyout. So they're going to use it on their website and their social media and their YouTube, but none of it's paid. Like they're not using a paid ad. They, they could do a buyout that they can. It ends up only on their website, but they've paid for the usage on multiple platforms that they'd pay mm -hmm. one rate instead of having to come back to you to say, well, now we want a website. Well, now we want it Instagram, but not pay, just organic reach. So, so exactly what Lisa said, it depends. Yeah. <laughs> but looking at the GVA rate guide, so yeah, you understand what depends, like where your mm -hmm. kind of starting point is. If you don't know what the starting point is, then it depends, can be a little bit confusing for, for yeah. newer talent. Um, and if you're not in the U.S., then gravy for the brain Oh, yeah, has a fantastic yeah. rate guide as well. And they have a lot of countries represented on that. So they have Canada, like they've got Egypt. They've got a lot of different countries represented on Gravy for the Brain rate guide. So you could look up your country and then the uh, the different usages. On but, but let's add to this that mm -hmm. if you are familiar with the rate guides, which you should be, mm -hmm. the, the, the more the talent accept low-rate jobs the longer the rates are not going to go up. You accept the low rate, you're helping the rates stay low. Yeah. And perpetuity. Yeah, I was going to say, though, there's there's two dirty dirties of the usage world that, that come up, and we really have to fight against them. Now, I want to get Lisa's thoughts on these. One is the whole in perpetuity, and the <laughs> just say no to in perpetuity, by the way. That's yep. my take on it. Uh, the other one is this whole lifts and cuts and forever and ever. Amen. <laughs> like, what's your take on that? Because I, I don't know from from an agent side, the communication that's coming from casting 
and saying, okay, we want to do this spot and we think it's going to be two TV and one radio and for this region for this long. But then you look down a couple of lines lower and in the clause it says, but has the right to use unlimited lifts, cuts, edits, derivatives for uh, as long as they want. Amen. So how do we, what do you do? What do you do with that? Well, assuming this is a non-union job, um, you say, I need to know the total use. Or if there's a release or contract, you scratch it out. Say, I need these changes. Mm-hmm. I cannot sign off on this. I, 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 I try not to send out any uh, perpetuity jobs. I, I throw them away. And, um, you, you know, I, I, that for, for, I posted on Facebook last night. I was like, you know, we've got a job here. I'm, I'm holding my ground. They wanted to go low. They, po- they, pro- they posted the job without exact information. So I had the gut feeling it was going to air like in Italy. But the job was going to air on social media for a year in Canada, which is why I messaged you, Emma. I'm like, where do I find social media? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I held my ground. They wanted a very low rate. And the brand is very global. I mean, I never heard of it, but it's very global. Mm-hmm. So in the end, last night, they said, well, we can't, we can't match your rate. I said, I understand. And I said to the talent, I said, let's see what happens. Of course, they reached out to the talent to try to go around me. <laughs> they, left, they left the town a voicemail. So the talent emailed me what they said. So I called them, and they called me four hours later. And they, they, they started out angry at me. And I said, look, when this job was posted, it never said what country it was airing in at all. I assumed mm-hmm. it was a little country in Europe. You did mm-hmm. not say it was a country with 40 million people in it. Yeah. And the people I'm dealing with were very unprofessional, and they didn't even have a company name or signature in their emails. They were just Gmail accounts. I didn't even know who they were, which made me think it wasn't even real. Mm. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, it, um, those, those weird anomalies do come up every once in a while where you're like, is this person legit? And sometimes mm-hmm. they are, but they're like they very minimal social media presence and no signature in the emails. Like you're saying, it's kind of hard, but to, to all that you're saying and all the stuff we're talking about, Lisa, that like people, this is why you need agents in your portfolio because negotiating rates because negotiating usage because finding out what country something is going to air in all of those things that's what agents do best and that's why if you don't have an agent like know to ask questions and that you are allowed to ask questions and if the person that you're engaging with doesn't want to answer your questions Mm. run (laughs) run Talking about questions, uh, there's another question in the chat from yes. uh, Celestia. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Um, would an agency not list a talent on their website until they've booked something through them? Uh, even me. if the talent has signed <laughs> with them via email. Not me. I oh. want people on my website because that helps build my brand. Mm-hmm. For sure. 
and, and, I, and we get direct hits. We get direct bookings off of the website. You don't have to you don't have to log on to my website. You can go right to my website and play anyone's audio. Yeah, and and that's so that's the impressive talent experience. But to to let Celestia and others know, that's not always the case, right? Because there there are some um, agency websites that will list all their talent not have them well if they're listing the talent usually they have demos some don't list any like you, you don't know who's on the roster right if yeah. you're on you know who's on the roster if you're on it you know you're on it but the public facing website does not display a list of talent that are on there it's just kind of well, like I mean, a, a storefront with a nice name yeah. i mean when i made my site i i, I determined what i needed on it and fortunately it pays off so it just say I, if someone comes to my site and they say, I, I, I have to have talent who reside in Canada, they can find that in five minutes on my site. Right. Yeah. 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 So, and to, to Mike's point, it's absolutely true. There are multiple um, regional agents that like no one is listed on their site. And then there are the, uh, the, once you're signed with an agency, it's either they don't list anybody. It's not that they pick and choose. They just don't list anybody or they list everybody. Yeah. You're there's either a, there's not an in-between. Yeah. So rare, I, I have never encountered an agency that only lists somebody once they've booked. So no, neither that's, way. I think that's a good thing because that, you know, how do you get booked if you're not listed? Mm -hmm. You know, to Lisa's point, people are getting direct bookings right off being on the website. Yep. So uh, that that makes a lot of sense. Um, oh, There's I want another... to. You're going to take Ryan's question because I, I was actually going to take Dory's question. Oh, cool. Go for um, it. Speaking of social media, how important is it to keep up your social media presence as a talent? You don't have to do it at all. I've got plenty of successful voice talent who aren't any social media, but they book very well. I think it depends on where your focus is like what yeah. uh, genre your focus is in like if you mm. want to be in triple a games things like that a lot of them will be looking for social media presence mm -hmm. yep. i think it's one of those uh, another one of those it depends it questions depends. <laughs> it's such a terrible answer but it, it's it's true i think there's so many um different like you know corporate narration e-learning explainers no one cares if you got if you have a social media presence at all, and yet they're the bread and butter of the vast majority of non-union talent. Um, for TV narration, for big name commercial, they possibly are looking for, mm. like, who do you know? How many people are following? Like, what sort of influence do you have? Can you bring more bang to our brand with your, with your brand? Right. I never commit to influencer jobs. Hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> Emma, you made me think of something important, though. Okay. I'm talking talking about social media presence now different everybody has their way to do social media um so the one asterisk because i know you said you know, e-learning and corporate and this and that doesn't really matter but i did want to put a little asterisk and kind of let people know um everyone has a right to have their their opinions and to share what they want to share and comment what they want to comment obviously without being abusive or anything like that we're not breaking mm -hmm. any laws and stuff like that but i just want a word of caution for people if you have 
um, very strong views about some things, especially when we talk about political or, you know, who knows what you share or what you criticize or whatever, and you're allowed to do it, you're entitled to do it. But know that maybe you get booked for a job or you're auditioning and you're shortlisted for a job. Maybe there yeah. is a marketing or PR manager somewhere that is taking that list of 10 names and punching it into the Google machine and just having a quick look around social media profiles. Again, it doesn't mean that you can't say what you want to say, but just be aware that once it's out there, it's out there. Very true. Right? Yep. So I don't know. It's just, just a little cautionary thing that, you know, be careful what you put online because it mm -hmm. could come, could come back and get you and you wouldn't even know, right? Oh, I guess I didn't book that job. Hmm. Anyways, it's true. <laughs> Get thoughts out of left field by Mike Tobin. <laughs> right. But very valid thoughts and helpful. So thank oh, you for that. We try. We try. We try. Um, I'm going to I am going to ask Ryan's question because you know, we have an agent on the line. Um, what are some of the questions we should be asking when we are interviewing a potential agent? Mm. Uh, exclusivity, if there's any. Mm -hmm. Uh Ask their what commission, what their commission rate is. Mm -hmm. yep. uh, ask them how many, uh, you know, a general idea of how many auditions you think you'll receive. A yeah, month. That's, a that's good. Yeah. Um, ask them if you have to sign a contract and if you're committed to a certain time frame. And find out if you want to get out of the contract, what, the, what happens. Right. Um... Ask them if they have rules. I have, oh my gosh, my, my rule page is four pages long now. <laughs> Different colors. Of course. <laughs> if you've never gotten an I email from Lisa, color. she likes to use different colors and different size fonts. And if I okay. don't, if I, okay, I had a project a few weeks ago where the men had to sound <laughs> sexy. And I did not bold it or highlight it because there was so much text. And I, you know, But when I went back to play it and listen... Mm -hmm. I happen to see that you had to sound sexy. Right. And I'm like, oh boy. So, and there were two auditions for each guy to submit, two separate MP3 files. And some men really like, oh, you know, this is my heart. And so I'm like, this is the dog bed. This is how you climb into it. Some were corporate and some tried sexy. But I eliminated so many. Who did not see the word sexy? Because I did not color it and bold it. And I didn't but, see it either. But in all fairness, our job as talent is to read the spec. Well, yes, it is. And but you, people don't. <laughs> and your second job is to read the spec again. <laughs> and then just for fun, read it a third time. Yeah, it's... It, I mean, when you're doing a lot of auditions and you're pumping through stuff, yeah, you can, you can miss something. Um, but you know what? That's, that's the job, right? That's the job. Read the spec. Yep. Absolutely. Casey is agreeing with you. She's like, no one reads emails. Even if you do, don't do bold fonts, highlight stuff, resize, etc. 98% of all people skim and don't read. It's very true. Yep. Which is why that person is sending postcards and letters to Lisa and leaving <laughs> voicemails because they know 
Nobody reads emails. Yeah, and at least once a week I'll get an audition and the person didn't change their name and it says first, last, impressive talent or whatever. It's oh, called. I love that. And oh I had God, I one. I think I, I sent one in at one point. It was like my first, last, and then agents or city. And I, in my, I was so tired. <laughs> I done so many auditions that day. But I was like, Emma O'Neill, city. <laughs> <laughs> did and not, my brain did not comprehend that it meant the city that I was in. It was like, it was the name of the, the job was city. So, yeah, yes. I mean, everybody does it. It's just a matter of if I catch it, you know? Yeah. So. yeah. Yeah, and to my that 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 agent's credit, they wrote back, "LOL, fixed your file name and submitted it for you." I was like, yes. what are you "Oh, oh, oh!" Please <laughs> rename. Work on your copy paste skills, okay? <laughs> I was like, "What? The job's not called City? What are you talking about? I don't understand." Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fine. So. Is anybody coming up on stage? Are we going to continue to ask questions for, from the chat? We have a few more minutes before we're going to release Lisa back out into the wild with the puppies. Oh, oh, we have another question. We have another question. Besides respecting your time being professional or promptly responding, thank you, is there anything your favorite voice actors do that others don't? Yeah, they audition for most all projects without saying, oh, that doesn't pay enough money. Mm. Yeah. Fair. So, so example, you know, I get a lot of pharma stuff. Yeah. They'll submit for a pharma demo, which might pay you know, 250 to 325 But they'll also submit for the big stuff. They'll submit for everything. Mm -hmm. I have one guy and one gal who are my top bookers uh, for last year. And that's pretty much how they roll. And um, they they seem to have somehow unlimited schedules. When I know they're always they're always booking, but somehow they got it right, and that's how they're successful. They 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 book the little stuff. They book the big stuff. They're still booking, and they're desired. You know, people want them. Right. So. And of the two of them, the gal, she's always at doing voiceover stuff. The guy, I don't, I don't know if he does any of that stuff, you know, the events and stuff. But maybe it's just the way it is set up for me. But I want to see uh, other talent, you know, in the same category. Of course, I want all my talent to book. So, Absolutely. Yeah, but I don't. I don't make. I, I'm not like some agents where I remove you if you haven't made a certain quota being at my agent as long as I know you're trying and you're submitting. Right. Yeah. That's fair. Because it is so very subjective. Like if you are putting the effort in and you are submitting the auditions and you're doing your, you know, labeling everything correctly and following the, the instructions and all of the thing, at the end of the day, getting the booking is subjective based on an opinion of the client. Yeah, my, my old boss said to me, he goes, what's the salary range for a voiceover talent? <laughs> I said, zero to a million. <laughs> yep. Pretty accurate. Pretty accurate. Yeah, because he, he, he used a Jamaican accent, so I had him submitting for some, for some Talenti spots way back when. He's like, man, I really wanted to book that. 
Mm, I see Peg has a good question in, mm. uh, and there's always really different answers on this one. I, I, I love that we're going to be able to put this one to you, Lisa. It, does turnaround time make a difference? Yes. Okay, explain. The sooner you submit your thing after you do it correctly and don't rush it and make sure the audio is good, right. potentially the sooner it is heard. Um, but of course, your agent isn't going to tell you how they're submitting the audio for each specific job. Some stuff I submit through Dropbox. Some stuff I submit as compressed files. Some stuff I have to put into their Dropbox. Some stuff I have to put into a link. Some stuff they don't want any of it until I close out the job. Mm. And, and, then, and, then, and then there's other things. So, but even, okay, I have this one CD I work with in the United States, and he called me last year. He said, I want to thank you. I said, why? Because you always send your talent in first, and they're good. And you get them, and you get them before all the other people. And he says, normally the first day, we have it narrowed down. We have three people we like. We narrow it down to one, and everyone's compared to that one until someone else replaces them or we book them. And frequently, we have the talent picked out before the job is closed. There you go, folks. So always submit same day if possible. Yes, you have a life. I'm supposed to have one, too. But yeah. what? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> but with that, no, that is what gets jobs. That's what gets bookings, you know, it gets you heard. And the only way to do that is to submit early, submit thoroughly. Don't just read it one time, especially if it's like a six-word script. Don't say, I like Chips Ahoy cookies. Make <laughs> something of it. Be creative with it. Wow them. And when you start to read, don't sound like everyone else is going to read. Make it yeah. your Take a breath. Take a space. Don't add extra words, though. <laughs> yes. Stick to the copy unless it asks for ad lib. Yeah. Like absolutely. And you guys, you do know that. You submit ASAP. You get yep. heard. And a lot of times, jobs close out early for whatever reason. Yeah. I had one for the females a few days ago. Didn't I? Yeah. And, and it closed out, but then it disappeared off the source where it was completely. I don't even dun, know what happened to it. Dun, dun, dun. That's weird. So yeah, like, so I, I guess... My time? <laughs> hopefully not. So I guess what you're saying is it depends, but err on, to err on the side of caution, the sooner the better. Always the sooner the better. Yeah. Um, there's another question, uh, which is interesting. I like this from Graham in the uh, in the chat, mm -hmm. saying some agents offer annual agent audits so that the actor knows how many auditions they were actually submitted for. Is this something that you do, Lisa? I don't track that. I mean, I can do that for on camera people, but then again, I really can't that for either because I get so many direct hits now. Right. Um, so, no, I, I, I can't do that. Not something that you track. Okay. Well, some do apparently, but I have a feeling that they must have more cool. time than me. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. 
It's kind of cool, but yeah. it does sound like a lot of work. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Unless there's some automation going on in the background that we don't know about, but, uh, mm-hmm. Um, Peg's question, just about a lot of work. Um, she was told to always submit raw files or should we be using the FX chain processing? I personally, my opinion is send it in like it's a booking. So as clean as, as clean and presentable as possible. Yeah. Don't have it loaded. Oh my God. There's one guy the other week. I, I, I wanted him to, he, the, the, it was a private audition and he was supposed to be, um, you know, the, the character was supposed to be like riding a bike or running or something, but it wasn't a video game. It was an animation. So I play it. And I hear, <gasps> then I went and did this. I'm like, oh my God, what are you doing? Well, I got in the character. I said, you don't do that on animation. You can only do that for video games. <laughs> so I just made me remember that. And by the way, for that project, a kid got a hit. Maybe he booked it. So. <laughs> there we go. The questions are great. I mean, they always are, but it's always so fun. There's so many people, like I told Lisa earlier, I was like, some, sometimes people will come up on stage and actually ask the question. Most people will ask them in the chat because, and a lot of it's because of the time of day. Like people are like, I'm at the gym, I'm feeding the kids, I'm making dinner, I'm finishing the laundry, I'm doing all They're these things. But I want asking these busy right? people. They're amazing. It's, but the questions are always great. We so appreciate you all showing up and, and taking advantage of this this resource you know and and lisa like thank you so much for taking the time yeah. to be here and sharing your wealth of knowledge with us it's every week we have someone different and it's every like it's always so very very different which is so i find really helpful because not one um not one question is answered the same way yeah 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 Okay. Well, I'm glad I got invited. I haven't done this kind of thing in a while. So, oh, that wasn't me. That was Daisy. <laughs> <laughs> we, we're really happy to have you, Lisa. And like, like Emma's saying, and to this point, is that, you know, we were, we've been talking about this. Talent don't always have line of communication with agents if they're not represented or you mm -hmm. know how do i get these questions answered and stuff and this, this is a great forum and that's why we're so happy that people are able to get access to an experienced talent agent like yourself um to get these questions answered because as we always say here you don't know what you don't know mm -hmm. mm. no i mean we all learn from our mistakes let's face it you for know? sure no sure. one but is if, not one well, perfect we all screw up and we all hopefully learn from what we screwed up on so. yeah but if but if pe people can avoid a screw up along the way because they asked the right question at the right time, yeah. that's a win. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Um, let's. What I'll do is I was just going to. So I'm sure there are probably talent in there who are wondering if oh, yeah. at some point I want to submit to impressive talent or do we use impressive voices, Lisa? What, uh, what's your preference? Uh, I'm phasing that out. You're phasing it out? It was like, okay. a, it was like a test. Um, okay. I mean, we have got some hits off of it, 
Right. Yeah, go to impressivetalent.com and click representation. Yep. And for voiceover, read it all. Mm-hmm. See if you if you if you if you match most of what fits. If so, copy it, email it to me. If I if I feel I'm interested, I'll let you know. And if not, then I I I, I, I just I can't respond to everyone and say, you know, thank you for submitting. Da, da, da. Yeah. I am a one man show. A one 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 girl show, one one person show. I'm yep. <laughs> all me of and that. my two puppies. <laughs> yeah. There it is. <laughs> and, and um yeah, I, 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 I at times I will comment I, I, I sometimes if I comment on people and, and then they get upset with me. I'm like, it's just better not to say anything, you know. I, yeah. And I, I and I think that's common common agency protocol and and you see it pretty much on every agency's website is you know thank you for your submission please understand we get a lot of submissions and we can't respond to every message if you don't hear back from us it's not because you're no good it's just because you are not a fit for the agency at this time some will even say feel free to reach back out in x number of months or something like that but um be patient people um as we heard tonight, uh, when do talent agents listen to new demo submissions? It depends. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it and depends. you know, and, but also don't try to bribe the agent. I've had people send me things. Oh. Uh, you, you know, it, like, that, that, that doesn't help. That, that distracts me from what I have to do, if anything, you know. The, right. Uh, you know, the, 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 the point is, if you're fit and I need you, great. There it is. Uh, yeah, recently I, I needed a certain category of talent for a project we, we, we had. And I had already gone through my roster and I wasn't going to send it out again. I didn't want to do that. So I reached out through the Wovo site mm-hmm. and I went to a, um, a coach who, uh, who I know and got referrals from that coach. And with that, two of the talent actually booked it out of the seven talent who booked it and um one should be coming aboard i believe i still haven't reviewed their information another one i can't take them aboard because they don't have a professional demo yet they piece together their bookings (laughs) but then i brought on some other people who had also submitted and i got you know a good bunch of people who fit a category where i didn't have enough there it is. And I actually got a project for them today, and I'm getting, you know, I, I should have a bunch of good submissions. So doesn't mean we're going to get it, but it means we're presenting well. you got to present strong and uh, present quick. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Awesome. I've just uh, pinned the link at the top of the page uh, if anyone wanted it. It is impressivetalent.com. Feel free to go and check out the website, check out the agency, uh, the submission policies and things like that. Uh, Thank you again so much, Lisa, for being with us tonight. Thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. Emma, what's going on next week? Next week, we have another very, very special guest was very dear to my heart mr harry dunn will be with us harry is a promo directing legend so Mm. come on down we will have harry on the show he will not be doing reads we've already had a chat about that so (laughs) 
<laughs> just well, just so that don't people don't think that my email is a, another party line. <laughs> the party line. I'm going to do this tonight because I don't want to do it when Harry's on with us next week. I'm going to go dun, 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 because <laughs> that would be bad. Poor form. But uh, <laughs> looking forward to that next week. Uh, again, thank you to our guest this week, Lisa. Um, impressive talent. Uh, join us next Tuesday and every Tuesday here on Clubhouse, 7.30 p.m. Eastern, 4.30 Pacific for the voiceover roundtable. Until that, we wish you, until then, we wish you all a great week and uh, stay safe, everyone. We will hear you next week. Night, Emma. Night, Lisa. Good night. Take care, everyone. Thanks very much.